Section 1 of Oscar Wilde from Purgatory. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rob Marland. Oscar Wilde from Purgatory by Hester Travers Smith. Forward. In the pages in which I analyse these scripts, purporting to come from Oscar Wilde, I assume throughout that I am speaking of a discarnate personality of whose existence there is no question. I leave it to my readers to pronounce on the case. I speak with assurance of Oscar Wilde's continued existence, merely for convenience. My own feeling is that of a diver who has pulled up a strange creature from the deep, and wonders of what nature he may be. I hope he may excite criticism from every point of view, and strengthen the ranks of those who take psychic study seriously. A highly intelligent ghost seems worthy of investigation. I have therefore made an effort to put the case fairly from the three angles which seem possible. I do not hold myself responsible for any of the literary criticism in these scripts. The opinions expressed by Oscar Wilde are not mine. I dedicate this book, with his permission, to Sir William Barrett, F.R.S., respectfully and gratefully, Hester Travers Smith. Preface Whatever interpretation the reader may put upon the remarkable scripts which are here published, there can be no doubt that they present an amazing and most interesting psychological problem. The complete solution of this problem may not be reached for many years, but that any educated person should regard it as unworthy of study, or that science should treat it with scorn, is a view now, happily, very rare. The time has gone by when these novel psychical phenomena were regarded by Dr. Carpenter and others as epidemic delusions, or as an odious fraud, which is what the Lancet said of hypnotism in the middle of the last century. Psychologists now tell us that to regard these phenomena either as delusions or fraud is nonsense. In fact, hypnotism has become a therapeutic agent, recognised by the medical profession. Automatic scripts are considered as the emergence of the subconscious, and, doubtless, in some cases, do indicate a dissociation of personality. Recently, one of the foremost physiologists in Europe, Professor Richet, after 30 years' investigation of psychical research, has startled the scientific world by his courageous publication of the results he has obtained. With noble loyalty to truth, he asserts that he has been convinced of the genuineness of phenomena so amazing that many psychical researchers hesitate to admit the facts. He is, however, a materialist, and explains his results from that point of view. He divides all psychical phenomena into two classes, either subjective, such as automatic writing and speaking, or objective, such as the physical phenomena of spiritism. He does not believe in survival, and regards the phenomena as merely due to psychical faculties possessed by certain persons who are psychics or mediums, the subjective he attributes to cryptosthesia, 
the objective to pragmatic cryptesthesia. But these polysyllables do not help us any more than the names given by some learned psychologists, who tell us all these psychical phenomena are illustrations of the exteriorized effects of unconscious complexes. One is reminded by this formidable nomenclature of the numerous and recondite hypotheses by which Ptolemaic astronomers tried to make their observations square with the geocentric theory of the universe. To the plain man it seems simpler, less improbable, and more in accordance with facts, for biologists to recognise, what astronomers have done, that the universe is not explicable from the restricted viewpoint of the earth or of the brain. Personally, I am convinced that whilst many supernormal psychical phenomena may ultimately be proved to be due to abnormal conditions of the brain, yet there will be found to remain well-attested facts which will compel science to admit the existence of a soul, and also of a spiritual world, peopled with discarnate, intelligent beings, some of whom can occasionally, but more or less imperfectly, get into communication with us. Whether these scripts, purporting to come from Oscar Wilde, will support this view or not, it is perhaps too soon to decide. Every reader will form his own conclusions. To me it seems that, given the entire honesty and trustworthiness of the automatists themselves, and of this there is no reason to doubt, they do afford strong prima facie evidence of survival after the dissolution of body and brain. Of the condition of the soul in the unseen, at present we can only to see through a glass darkly, for the messages that purport to come from the discarnate are little more than the record of their earth memories and habits. We have little or no evidence of that higher and more ample existence which we desire, and mean by eternal life. Perhaps this is because none of those whom the world has known as saints ever seem to communicate, though many stupid personations of the great and good frequently occur. Since the foregoing was put into type, Miss G. D. Cummins, for many years a friend and collaborator of Mrs. Travers Smith, has published in the Occult Review for February 1924 an extremely interesting and impartial study of these Oscar Wilde scripts. Miss Cummins, like Mrs. Travers Smith herself, was at first very sceptical and regarded the results of automatism, much as orthodox psychologists do, as merely interesting illustrations of the emergence of the subconscious of the automatist. But as time went on, during the eight years she studied these psychical phenomena, she was compelled to abandon her preconceived opinion. The striking personality of the soi-disant Oscar Wilde gradually became apparent. Miss Cummins remarks, Style, handwriting, personality, the speed of the communication, the facts unknown to the mediums, must all be carefully considered before any judgment can be passed. It will be seen from the dispassionate examination of the scripts, which Mrs. Travers Smith gives in the present volume, 
that she is disposed to agree with Miss Cummins, that the whole contents of the scripts afford more convincing evidence of survival than the giving of certain facts unknown to the mediums. Nevertheless, my own belief is that, just as here on earth our true personality cannot reveal itself except through some material medium, such as the brain, so after death the soul must await the clothing of the spiritual body before it can fully manifest itself to others. Be this as it may, the fragmentary and elusive glimpses we get of those who have passed into the unseen do afford to some a basis for religious belief, and frequently inexpressible comfort and hope to many bereaved and stricken hearts. William F. Barrett Introduction This book bears the title of Psychic Messages from Oscar Wilde. Twenty-three years have passed since the author of De Profundis passed out of the present life. It may seem incredible that he should make an attempt to send his thoughts back again to a world in which his share of ill fame exceeded his good fame and fortune. Have we adequate reason for supposing that these messages are genuine, that Oscar Wilde still exists? The public must judge of these matters. Those to whom the writings came can only transmit them to the world to which they are addressed. How and by whom were these messages received? They came through automatic writing and the Ouija board, two methods of psychic communication which are described later on in this book. In all cases, Oscar Wilde was the communicator, not what is termed the control. This distinction between a control and a communicator may not be clear to those who have not made a special study of psychic phenomena. Control is a term which is applied to that mysterious entity who professes to be the spirit guide of the medium. He is the intermediary who admits suitable communicators. He is a being whose identity it is difficult to establish. The communicator professes to be the discarnate spirit of a human being. Our communicators, not our controls, go to prove or disprove survival. These messages came directly from Oscar Wilde to his mediums. My control, who calls himself Johannes, merely introduces this communicator, rather unwillingly, to me. In the automatic writing there was no control or intermediary. In the chapters which follow the automatic script, I have more fully described the circumstances under which these writings came, I have frequently quoted and referred to the work of Professor C. Richet, not only because I value his conclusions, but also because he has formulated a theory which is logical and not impossible, and by which he seeks to explain psychic phenomena without accepting the spirit hypothesis. It is a significant fact, for those who refuse to consider psychical research seriously, that Professor Richet has devoted thirty years of his life to the study of this subject. His great distinction, as perhaps the most eminent physiologist in Europe, should give him a hearing, though his present theoretical opinion may be open to dispute. In fact, Sir Oliver Lodge has already dealt very ably with the problem of cryptosthesia 
as an explanation of psychic phenomena. It will seem difficult to many. End of section one.